Welcome to the Freelance Indexer Exchange. I'm Michelle Giuliano, and I'd like to start a conversation with you about indexing. I sometimes find the business of freelancing lonely and isolating. How about you? Do you ever wonder whether it has to be this way? So let's talk about the hard stuff, because we can do better together. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. In today's episode, we're going to talk about invoice payment options for indexers, or specifically, should you accept credit cards. In Europe, check payments aren't the go-to option. Payments are made electronically. Checks were phased out there quite a while ago. So if you're an indexer working outside the U.S. or Canada, this episode might not be for you, but you might chuckle and shake your head to find out that 85% of my invoices are paid by check. And if you're in the U.S. or Canada and you're already accepting credit card payments, kudos to you. But if you don't take credit card payments, maybe it's time to reconsider. Here are the specific questions I plan to answer in this episode. If we're going to accept credit card payments, how do we process those payments? What are our options? And is the convenience to the client worth paying those associated fees? In other words, should indexers accept credit cards? PayPal is one payment gateway that freelancers can use to accept payments by credit card. Their current fee is 2.99% with a 49 cent fixed fee for goods and services sold. PayPal defines a commercial transaction as receiving payments for the purchase of goods or services, so indexing projects would fall under this category. Personal transactions through PayPal are defined as receiving payment from friends or family without making an underlying donation or commercial transaction. And PayPal doesn't charge for these transactions if a credit card is not used for the payment. But if a credit card is used for a personal transaction, then the person making the payment is the one who has to pay the credit card fee. But for indexers, you'd be looking at the 2.99% with the 49 cent fixed fee. You can use a PayPal Me link to share with clients and add to your invoices so they know how to pay you. This is really easy to use and free to set up. You can do this with a personal account or a business account. So to sum up, With PayPal, if your indexing fee was $1,000, you would be paying PayPal $30.48 to accept a credit card payment from your client. Another payment gateway is Venmo. It's a service that is owned by PayPal, and it has a similar setup to PayPal, but works as a mobile payment gateway, as a phone app. The person sending the money using a credit card is charged 3% you will be charged 1.9% plus $0.10 for the transaction if they mark the payment as a purchase. The total fee that Venmo collects for this transaction then would be 4.9% and an extra $0.10. So if you are charging a client $1,000 for an index, Venmo collects $49.10. This is split between you and the client. The client is charged $30.00 for using a credit card, and you would be charged $19.10. You would be charged $19.10 regardless of whether a client uses a credit card or not. I'm going to drop links to both PayPal and Venmo in the show notes. You would think that one of the upsides to using PayPal or Venmo is that you'll be paid instantly, but that's not quite true. You might get paid instantly if the client follows through right away and makes their payment, but that money isn't available to you right away. It can take one to three business days for that money to transfer. 
The downside to using PayPal or Venmo is that a client must have an account with these gateways in order to use them. And some clients might not want to set up an account to make a one-off payment. Also, with Venmo, you and your clients are both charged and the client is charged a lot to use their credit card. They might prefer to have you absorb those costs. So is there another option for you? Yes, there is. You can use something called Stripe or a similar credit card service. I like using Stripe because it has a pay-as-you-go fee structure. The service charges no monthly fees or setup fees, and the cost is slightly cheaper than using PayPal. The Stripe fee is 2.99% of the transaction plus a fixed fee of 30 of 30 cents, which is cheaper than PayPal by 19 cents. Their fixed fee is 49 cents. I decided to set up a Stripe account when I was approached by a client last year who wanted to pay by credit card immediately. She wanted to pay that day because she had funds in her university budget that were going to expire by the end of the month. So even though I hadn't started the invo- I hadn't even started the index, she wanted to pay right then and there. My first instinct was to ask her if her department had a PayPal account because that would be easy for me. Everything's all set. I could just send her the pay PayPal me link and we'd be all ready. But I had a feeling she would have suggested that if she wanted to go that way. And to go back and forth with a bunch of emails to try to set this up would take time. So I figured, you know what, maybe it's time to take the plunge and set up the Stripe account. Stripe made setting up an account so easy. My account took less than five minutes to set up. And once I had the account set up, I sent an email to my client explaining that I do accept credit card payments. In my invoicing software, all I had to do was check the box to accept online payments through Stripe, and I sent the invoice. And wouldn't you know it, 10 minutes later, after I had received that first email from that client, I received the payment notification from Stripe and a thank you email from the client for being so flexible. Wow, that decision was a win-win. Another benefit that I hadn't even realized is that by taking online payments from Stripe through my invoicing software, I didn't even have to mark that as paid. It was automatically done for me. Stripe and payment gateways like that also integrate with many other indexing software programs like FreshBook, Wave Accounting, and QuickBooks, and mine, Paymo. How long does it take for that money to go from Stripe into my bank account? Well, that first payout took about seven days, and Stripe says it can take seven to 14 days after receiving that first successful payment from a client. After that, it just takes two days in the U.S. and three business days in the U.K., Germany, and Canada, just to name a few. So which one would you choose? You can accept credit cards, like I said, with any of these. But I'm sticking with Stripe. Why? Because I can offer one thing that meets the needs of everyone. No one has to set up their own account if they don't have a PayMo or Venmo account. That can lead to some difficulties with getting paid quickly. And it's no more expensive than using PayPal. And with Venmo, well, that can be up in the air whether it's a little more or not. But I really haven't had any clients Um, request Venmo payments. So I'm going to stick with Stripe because of its ease and it's already set up. 
Now let's do the cost-benefit analysis. Is it really worth taking credit card payments from clients? Accepting credit card payments means that you're going to be paying 2 to 3% of the total amount paid by the client, plus a fixed fee ranging from $0.10 cents to $0.49. Cents. So is the speedy payment and the flexibility for the client worth paying those fees? Let's break this down further. Let's look at a year. Let's say an in an indexer invoices $100,000 for the year, and every single client pays by credit card that year. The annual cost at 2.99% would be $2,990. That's just the percentage, however. Every transaction, or which is an invoice, also includes a nominal transaction fee. If the indexer sends out 70 invoices at 30 cents per transaction, transaction fees would total $21. Altogether, that's a hefty amount, $3,011 per year of income allocated to credit card processing fees. But would every client pay by credit card? I don't think so. One of my larger clients pays through automatic bank transfers, which requires no fees. So let's say two-thirds of your clients would pay by credit card if you're earning $100,000. And Here in the U.S., based on my experience, that the fees would end up being just over $2,000 per year. Is it worth absorbing that cost? Maybe. I'm going to think aloud for a moment. First of all, credit card fees are an income tax write-off in the U.S. Second, accepting credit card payments would streamline my accounting. I would save time. The payment is directly posted on my invoice, and the money is deposited into my bank account by Stripe. I don't have the admin time of picking up the checks at the post office because that's where my P.O. box is. I don't have to make a mobile deposit and then apply that payment to my invoicing software. All of this is done automatically for me, and I'm sent an email when it's done. Now, let's consider the third thing. Some clients just don't want to pay by check. I had a client a few years ago who just They don't use checks in their business. We had to go through PayPal to have them pay me. That client would be very proud of me for taking credit cards now. Also, some clients just don't want to pay by check. By offering credit cards as an alternative, you'll be seen as flexible and professional because practically all businesses accept credit cards these days. If you're still having some difficulty with swallowing the idea that you're going to have to lose some of your income to credit card fees, there is another way. You have the option of rolling the credit card fees into your rates. Let's say you charge $4 per page for a trade book index. If you charge $4.12 for the page, that will make up for credit card fees. And if only half of your clients pay by credit cards, you're actually giving yourself a little raise of $0.12 more per page on the ones who don't pay by credit cards. And for a 200-page book, the additional cost to the client would amount to only $24. Or you could consider splitting the difference between your client and just charge 1.5% or just an extra $0.06 per page. That's what it works out to be. And that is $12 for the entire project for the client. Right now, I don't roll credit card fees into my rates, but it is an option. If you compete with other indexers for jobs regularly, you might be reluctant to roll the credit card fees into your fee. And you might be worried that the client would balk at this, at this minor additional cost. But they might not if they like the way that you present yourself. 
In fact, they might even choose you over someone else specifically because you stayed up front that you take credit card payments and they didn't even have to ask. So if any of you have been thinking about taking credit cards in the future, what are you waiting for? As I explained, getting ready to accept credit cards is not hard or a long process. It's so easy to implement. And if you use a payment gateway like Stripe, you won't be charged unless you receive a payment. Accepting credit cards can lead to almost instantaneous payments, which is better for your cash flow, and you can write off the credit card fees as a business expense. You will also look accommodating and flexible to clients, which may increase your odds of being chosen for a job. I hope you found this episode helpful. I'd love to hear your comments about whether you accept credit cards or not, and why. Feel free to connect with me through the exchange box. If you have a question, that's the place to drop it to. I'd be happy to answer your questions in future episodes of the Freelance Indexer Exchange. The link is in the show notes. Just a quick reminder that I do have links in the show notes for PayPal, Venmo, and Stripe. These are not affiliate links, so I don't get paid if you click through to look at their fee schedules or any other information about these payment gateways. And now it's time for the See Also segment. This is when I talk about something related to today's episode, but not directly. It's a See Also reference. And today I'm going to talk about having a rethinking mindset. The reason why I bring up the rethinking mindset was because that's what I had to do when it came to credit cards. When I practiced medicine, I had a couple of patients ask me if I would take credit cards. And when I looked into it, it was so expensive. The whole fee schedule was really complicated and make, made bookkeeping a nightmare. And it was so expensive to set up. You had to have special software, a separate phone line. It just wasn't an easy process. And when I became an indexer, so many indexers I knew didn't take credit cards that I just followed suit. I assumed that it wasn't something easy to do. And then I started thinking, actually rethinking, hmm, maybe this is a good thing to do. And It has gotten, obviously, much, much easier to accept credit cards. You still have the credit card fees, but the whole process is so much more simple. And when that client asked me about taking credit cards, that was a light bulb moment for me. Yes, it's time. This makes sense. This is what I should be doing. So there's a lot of things um, in our business on a regular basis that we could rethink. And sometimes it's nice to just brainstorm about different things that maybe we should change. I think rethinking is a very healthy thing to do in your business because we're in a rapidly changing world. As with like credit cards, they're so much simpler now than they used to be. And if we always just blindly hold on to our beliefs, we might not keep up. Some things that you might want to rethink and that I have over time as my business has grown, as I matured as an indexer, Um, There are things like, for example, rates. Do you need to stick with what you've been doing all along? Are there other kinds of rates that you could charge that make more sense for your business and make it easier for you to invoice clients? Speaking of invoicing clients, do you still use Microsoft Word as an invoice generator? If you do, you might want to look into some of the different online invoicing softwares that are out there. They're so simple to use. They can save you a lot of time and they're really not that expensive. Another thing to consider are self-publishing authors. I was always told that self-publishing authors could be difficult to work with, that they're very time consuming because you have to hold their hand through the whole process. You know what though? 
I've had several self-publishing authors that have been really easy to work with, and I have been so pleased to go that route. But I have dealt mainly with self-publishing authors who are trade book authors. So if you dealt with self-publishing authors that are in scholarly books, maybe if someone comes to you with a trade book, you might want to consider that. So I'm going to leave you with that. What should you be rethinking this week or in the next month? Do you have an old business belief that maybe you should rethink? As always, feel free to contact me through the Indexer Exchange box. I'd be happy to hear from you. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Freelance Indexer Exchange. Until next Monday, be well and do well. And happy indexing. Indexing.